At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Live from a bunker in the heart of the Ozarks, a podcast where every word feels like a warm cuddle, it's Sifpa. Welcome to Sif Pop Weekly, streaming live most Fridays are available to download later in your podcast feed, unless of course you're a patron. Patrons get perks! Patrons get those perks! This is the part where you run. I'm your host, Aaron Dicer, and a staggering 87% of his time is giving me the same instructions. It's Andrew Ormsby, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Ahoy! Each week we'll chat about movies, TV, and whatever else from the pop culture universe is on our minds. Hey, look at us, back live and doing stuff. Um, yeah. I think, I think I remember how to do this. Yeah. Now, for you who listen to the podcast, it may feel like the last few weeks have just gone by, you know, normally a podcast every week. Well, we haven't been together for... Hot minute. A hot minute and, over the holidays. And so it's nice to get back in the chair and back broadcasting live, seeing people hanging out with us on Twitch and YouTube uh, and other places as well. Thank you for that. Uh, we appreciate you guys hanging with us. So uh, we're excited to get back into it. Movies continue to come out. Uh, it's not just all about the awards uh, season right now, uh, although certainly that is getting hot and heavy. Uh, but there are actual uh, new 2023 movies to talk about. So yeah. let's get into it. We'll kick it off by talking about M. Thregan. Katie, you lost your parents. Welcome home. You're my niece. I'm going to do everything I can to make this place feel like home. Just wish I could see them again. I'm not equipped to handle this. I don't even take care of my own plants. I have this project at work. Do you want to see? Yes. Ever since I was little, I dreamed of this perfect toy that would protect a kid from ever feeling lonely or sad. This is Megan. Hi, Megan. I'm Katie. It's nice to meet you, Katie. Do you want to hang out? 
A brilliant toy company roboticist uses artificial intelligence to develop in Thregan, a lifelike doll programmed to emotionally bond with her newly orphaned niece. But when the doll's programming works too well, she becomes overprotective of her new friend with terrifying results. That made me laugh way more than it <laughs> well, that's what That's what it says. That's, that's what it says. It's yeah, in yeah. Thregan. Well, when you're, whenever you're talking about the movie Seven, do you say Seven in? <laughs> Maybe you don't know. I don't. That's why I'm asking. Um. Yeah. Anyways, Megan. Fine, Megan. Uh. Okay. So Megan is uh, stars Jenna Davis and uh, Allison Williams and Violet McGraw. Uh. And just as a a kind of robot android stand-in, uh, Amy Donald uh, coming in to do that. Um, what did you think of Megan, uh, Andrew? Did you like it, love it, dislike it, hate it, or it was just okay? Aaron, you know my thoughts on horror films. I share the same ones you do, not my mm-hmm. genre. Aaron, I really like this movie. Nice. <laughs> high side of liked it? Yeah, high side of liked it. I'm also going to go on the high side, uh, but not have liked it. Uh, I'm going to go on the high side of didn't like it. Um, oh, yeah, I didn't have a great time with this movie. Sad. But uh, but you get to start because, you know, it's your favorite movie of the year. Actually, it's both of our favorite movies of the years. True. <laughs> For a little bit, and maybe until we get to the next one. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, Technically, yeah. both of these are still 2022 movies. Is so. Megan a 2022? Both of these are, yeah. How how is Megan considered a 2022? I don't know. I don't make the rules. I just look <laughs> at the numbers on the screen in front of me, and the screen says 2022. All right. Well, there you go. But um, anywho, uh, yes. Eve, uh, regardless, more than everything, everywhere, all at once, more than women talking. M. Thregan is my number one movie of the year. <laughs> there you no, go. No, I think because I got this movie like immediately, I saw what they were trying to do. Mm-hmm. My theater was eating this up everybody was laughing this movie's hilarious this movie is yeah it's if you allow the the cheese in and you just like go with it and you don't like don't expect a scary movie expect a funny movie and you'll have a great time with this one i think you really will yeah um i think in fact i was just talking to somebody last night about this movie who really liked this movie and use the same phrase that you just used. It is a go with it movie. There are just movies that, that know what they are. They're confident about what they are. And if you're willing to just follow them down the road, you're, you're going to have a good time because they, they know the kind of movie they are. And this is one of those movies that you just go with. If, if you're going to have a good time And, and it's why I come out of a movie like this going, even if it's not for me, and even if I have what I consider valid complaints, uh, things that disconnected me from it, things that you know made me roll my eyes or whatever, I still come away going, I get why everybody loves it. Guys, I get it. I totally get why you love this movie or why you might love this movie. I just didn't have the same experience. So uh, it is absolutely a just go with it movie. But I'm also the same guy who watches Fast Five and is willing to just go with that. So th- it's not like you know there aren't there aren't movies that that I also just go with, but um, this is just one that didn't click. It didn't. And I can get into some of the reasons when it's time, but I, I am yeah. curious, like you mentioned the sense of humor. Uh, what else about Megan? Did you, did you really connect with? I actually think this movie has something to say, like beyond, uh, beyond the campy kind of RoboCop slash, 
uh, I don't know what like Evil Dead type of humor, you know, where it's 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 horror comedy. But I think this movie actually has something to say about you know grief and moving on and like uh, where uh, like different coping mechanisms and how some can be unhealthy, like throwing yourself into like a a machine and like trying to find uh, a false sense of security when really you just need mm-hmm. to work on stuff. So yeah, this movie actually is something beyond you know uh, 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 Chucky the 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 new millennium's version of Chucky. I uh, couldn't disagree more with all of your points so far. So oh uh, <laughs> I will go a different route, talking about uh, the thing that that I found the most interesting about that movie, and that's the conceptualization of uh, M. Thregan herself. Uh, I th- I thought the the there's something really interesting about the way they chose to do this because, and it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense when you think about it, but I like how it looks, just how it's just the normal fluid body of a human and then a very robotic face, you know? And it's just, there's something about that that really works. Like there's something, there's something really creepy and captivating about it. There's also something about it that is an uncanny valley sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think there's, that's part of the reason you're seeing so many memes. And so, you know, that this has been, even before it came out, people were like, I'm, you know, I'm willing to die for this robot. You know, like all this stuff is happening online. Wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, that's how you show you love somebody. You, You tell them to kill you. That's, that's what I've learned on social media. Um, The internet's weird. (laughs) The internet is definitely weird. Uh, And so is this movie. And I give it points for that. I I give it uh, a lot of points for the swing, for the quirkiness. Like, that's that's where I can walk out of this and why I walk out of this going, okay, I I get why people might like it. Um, I understand uh, possibly the experience that they had, even though I didn't have the same experience. Um, because it, it's willing to take those, uh, big swings and, you know, just kind of be what it wants to be and do what it wants to do. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so that's, that's kind of, if I, if I had to pull something positive out of this experience for me, I think it is just kind of the look and the feel and the willingness to, to really embrace the kind of the quirkiness of, uh, of what's going on here. So, yeah. So yeah. Oh. Anything else you want to praise uh, this movie for before I kind of start? Yeah, one going more down thing, my uh, trails. <laughs> uh, performances, just real quick. I think Allison Williams is very good in the role, but I think the standout role in this movie is Ronnie Chang. I think that he was just so funny, and if it wasn't for like that type of character in this in this movie, it would not have worked as well for me. But you know, every single time that he came in, I knew I was going to have a good laugh. Nice, nice. I didn't find right. any of the performances like. None of them stood out to me in either way, which could be good or bad. Like, it wasn't like I was like, oh, that's terrible. But I also wasn't like, oh, they're doing fun stuff. Um, Aaron, burn this movie to the ground. No, no, no. I really don't want to. I really don't want to. It's it's so it's one of my least favorite things to talk negatively about a movie that so many people love. I keep loving the movie. All I'm going to do is tell you about my experience. It does not mean the movie is bad or anybody is bad for enjoying it. I will just tell you about my experience uh, watching the movie. Uh, You mentioned the sense of humor. Didn't work for me in the slightest. Uh, I was rolling my eyes every single time. um, Me too. But I was laughing while I was doing it. (laughs) Okay. That's fair. That's fair. I get that. This felt to me like... Uh, 
like it's Megan time instead of it's Morbin time. Like it just felt oh, like it, oh, you know, it was that level of cheese, not the good kind. <laughs> yeah, you were you just, were wanting pepper jack, but you got some like real goat cheese. Like yeah, it hasn't been flavored yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I had a real a Morbius experience with this. Is this as bad a movie as Morbius is? No, for several reasons, it's not. More, I don't think Morbius knew what kind of movie it wanted to be. This movie definitely knows what kind of movie it wants to be. Yeah. However, it has that same doing it for the lulls, uh, you know, feel to a lot of the commentary that's going on around it. And so I, I couldn't help but think about uh, It's Megan Time uh, as wow. I was watching this. Um, not, so- not at all. Like whenever I was watching this movie, I was thinking, oh, RoboCop. Oh, Starship Troopers. You know, that self-aware movie that just... It, it, if it spooks you, good. If it makes you laugh, good. Everybody's but, here just having a good Robocop time. RoboCop and Starship Troopers are like really sharp satire. There's there's no satire here. There's there's nothing here that is pointed. There's nothing here that is in you know taking down a, a power structure. It's it's really just, uh, in my opinion you know, fun for fun's sake, if it's fun for you. And that's that's okay. And that comes to the second part of uh, what you said that I also disagree with. I don't think the theme's message in here make much sense at all. I think they're very muddled. Really? I think there are many scenes in this movie where Megan is shown to be a great therapist, a great therapist, and doing yeah. really good work with her. There are also scenes in this movie where the human therapist is shown to be a terrible person. And yeah. so, and so, what? Well, so, if the message is that you shouldn't like deal with loss by going to a robot, why is the robot so good at helping you deal with loss? If so, where is the the energy that comes from the the villain of the movie? The you know the uh, you know I don't. It, it's hard to spoil a movie like this. It's kind of obvious what's happening. You know, just yeah. just from the concept. <laughs> we um, made a robot. Oh no, the robot's evil. <laughs> so, where's this concept seen before? So I, I appreciate that it thinks it's trying to do something about loss and grief and, um, you know, therapy, but it's such a muddled, like, way that it looks at it that I don't know what this movie's trying to say. Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Is the, so is the bad guy the good guy? Is Megan the good guy? Is Megan the good guy in this movie? Okay. No, I think. Oh, go, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Okay. So what I think this movie's trying to say is that, there are healthy ways to deal with loss and grief. And I think that what this movie is saying is there is a, 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 a tendency in modern, in these modern times to throw yourself into your devices, you know, to seek comfort, but that's not the healthiest way to go about doing things. Yes. That, and I think from what you're saying, and I do agree with you, that Megan is proving to be on the level of therapy, you know, leagues better than the one that, you know, this, like, than the human one. Mm-hmm. But also, I think that we're not supposed to look at Megan as what she's doing. But I think it, the movie's trying to say, this is what you think your technology is doing for you. But in reality, your technology, if you throw yourself in it to deal with grief... Um, it closes you off from the world. So where in this movie then is without, you know, being too spoilery, again, sure. it's hard to spoil a movie like this, but where in this movie then is the Eureka moment? Where is the, uh, the moment that um, the, the girl, is it Katie? 
I believe. Uh, the young girl, yeah. Yeah, Kate. that Katie has that changes her from, you know, being uh, attached to uh, Megan to learning something or involving to something. What is that eureka moment? And what does that moment have to say about what the, the movie is saying? Okay, so it's towards the end of the movie. There's yes. the scene where uh, Megan and uh, Allison are confronting one another Mm -hmm. and we see Megan trying to comfort Katie by saying all the right things, but not really like it's, it's an action speak louder than words sort of scenario. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's a, uh, Oh, so you're kind of seeing behind the curtain, like there's a version that's, uh, that's shown to you. And then there's the reality. And I think that's her, her come to moment of I shouldn't take things at face value and uh, I should, I should not throw myself at one thing and hope that this one thing, whatever you're dealing with grief, you have to accept help from everywhere. It's you can't do it by yourself and you can't just look to one thing to help you like technology. It's not a one stop solution. I didn't, I didn't pick that up in any scene what i saw happened was that basically due to circumstances she was just separated and that all of a sudden she was just better that she just knew what her priorities were all of a sudden and it it just seemed very like i just i didn't i didn't understand the flow of character change in this movie again let me be very clear this is not the kind of movie that people are going to write theses about this is what are you talking about this is the kind of (laughs) we're doing it right now fair enough somebody will write a thesis about this movie however it is meant to be the kind of movie you play along with you have fun with i totally get that uh but as for the themes and messages they seemed very muddled to me i'm not saying they're not there i'm just saying they're not handled very well and it was very confusing to me there's also a theme of what it means to allow technology to be a babysitter that stuff happens in this movie uh also i think is kind of muddled and doesn't really land in a meaningful way uh also because technology is ultimately the hero as well so the movie has you know this this really weird and not nuanced it's not there's nothing nuanced about this movie but this weird hypocrisy kind of built into it uh about what it's trying to say uh message wise so that's that's why that didn't uh connect with me in that way um i also feel like it's just dumb this movie's just dumb Yes, like the, the intentionally. <laughs> I, know, I know, I know, I know. But sometimes but I, I get what but, you're saying, though. Sometimes just because something's dumb intentionally doesn't mean that it's not dumb. Right. Well, and if you're with it, if you're having a great time, then yeah, it's dumb. That's fun. That's cool. Whatever. You know, like I'm, I'm having fun. If you're not having fun and I just wasn't, then it's just dumb. And this is beyond even the foundational level of if if AI reaches singularity this is not how it's taking us out this like nothing this robot did is how a hyper intelligent uh, ai would operate in the world it's not going for a weapon where it has to be in close proximity uh with you i promise you it will find a way to use the internet uh, to poison your water or something else like it's you know yeah. it's it's not coming after you with a knife uh beyond that foundational just kind of you know, nonsense. It's just choices that characters make, choices that the AI makes, the the inability for 
anybody to be aware of what's going on. Like there are so many moments where it just should be so clear uh, what has happened. And it just takes everybody way too long to figure anything out um, as is the norm in these kind of movies uh, that when you are not on board for the ride, it becomes uh, a very eye rolly, very, very fast. So, that's it. That's all the water I'm going to pour on this fire because <laughs> I am genuinely thrilled that people are having a good time with this. Go to the movies, have a great time, uh, enjoy it. I, you know, I just I hope you have a much. Just better know that Aaron is judging you. Nope, not at all. I got my <laughs> movies. Uh, I got my dumb movies that I like. Uh, yeah. So so yeah. Uh, anything else? Any. Final mm. thoughts? No post credit scenes. No post credit scenes, but uh, certainly some some sequel baiting. There's yeah. a little bit of sequel baiting in this, um, which you know makes complete sense. Uh, I'm sure they're going to want to keep doing this. Uh, how many M3 guns do you think we'll see? Oh gosh, if this is like <laughs> Saw, we could have like 15. Yeah, yeah, M30 gun. And and how how long before everyone gets annoyed that somehow this singular AI hasn't uh, replicated themselves? <laughs> oh yeah, like yeah, uh, I'd say by now. <laughs> yeah, it's like if you don't do this in the second one, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, well, I I actually do look forward to M three G four N and uh, and whenever that comes out. So. Uh, uh, that is Megan. It is in theaters now. You ready to move on to our next review? Let's do it. Let's talk a little bit about a man called Otto. Hey, Otto. No. Don't you dare let that little rat dog piss on my walkway again. Ignore him, Prince. He has no idea who's doing that. Well, it was one of you. Get out of here. You cannot use this road without a permit. Have a nice day, sir. You know, the other guys don't do this. The guys with the white trucks. How come it's always you brown guys? And I don't mean that racially. I'm sorry you didn't get him here earlier. The whole neighborhood is falling apart these days. The story of Otto Anderson, a grumpy widower who is very set in his ways. When a lively young family moves in next door, he meets his match in quick-witted and very pregnant Marisol, leading to an unlikely friendship that will turn his world upside down tom hanks coming yeah. in uh and really kind of just taking some roles tom is these days yeah. trying some things doing some stuff sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't we'll talk about whether it works for you uh in this one um but uh i'm trying to think of anybody else you might know from this i was surprised to see mark burbiglia show up for a cup of coffee that was fun yeah uh, i was like I like that guy what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> so what did you think of a man called Otto? did you like it love it dislike it hate it or it was just okay i thought it was okay the original's way better i haven't seen the original i will say that right up front uh the original is a foreign film right does it have the same title uh technically oh yeah it's swedish it's in mansum heterove okay so. all right you've seen the original and yeah. so how do you feel like that maybe impacted your viewing of this uh it, it definitely did i'm not gonna lie because i was saying like the entire time i was watching this one i was like oh they didn't not to just because I'll go ahead and get into it. Yeah, do it. <laughs> one of my one of my biggest issues with the movie was the fact that I think that this movie here didn't commit to a lot of it the uh the themes and like the uh 
the the difficulties and like the darkness the, the darkness that uh, mm-hmm. this man sure. had to go through in his life um I, I actually agree with you i'll just go ahead and say before we kind of keep talking about that yeah i'm sorry i, did, I, I shouldn't I, have no, no no you're good i like this movie i liked it um okay. so i wouldn't say high side i liked it but i did like this movie and uh i liked where it went and kind of what it had to say um but yeah continue on because I, I i did notice that this this movie is just by story just by plot very dark but the movie itself almost feels improperly toned for that darkness and i wonder how that compares to the original in well in the original one i'd say over a third of the movie is flashbacks of like him like growing up like we see him working with his dad in this factory and finding a love of cars and stuff like that and uh then it's him meeting Sonia, uh, you know, uh, differently in the Swedish one just because it's an older movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, him falling in love and everything like that. But you get to see, like, the things in his life that shaped him to be like this. And I don't think that this movie here, A Man Called Otto, uh, really did as good of a job of, like, why is he such an Ebenezer Scrooge? You know, like, mm. why is he like this? And I don't think this movie did as good a job as the original one explaining why he is like he is. I think there was enough there, though. Like, I don't think you walk okay. away necessarily confused. You may you may walk away a little less enlightened than if you had watched the original. Um, but I don't I didn't walk away confused as to you know, why he was grumpy or those kind of things. I think that stuff is layered in there uh, enough to get the picture. Um, Can you buy Tom Hanks as an old curmudgeon? I actually can. It's one of my favorite things about this movie. I think this, really? I think he really works in this role. And it's in it's his 2022, like I said, was really interesting to me because the other two big risks he took, I didn't think worked uh, for him at all uh the pinocchio live action pinocchio and elvis i didn't like him necessarily in either of those here i think this is against type but it works like i bought in pretty quickly to him as a grumpy old man as a curmudgeon um it worked for me i don't know that it'll work for everybody but uh it worked for me it was just as I was watching it, I'm like, it's Uncle Tom. It's hard for me to, you know, find him. <laughs> sure. Like, you need somebody like Clint Eastwood in a role like this, you know? Like, this is like PG Gran Torino is what this movie is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's a, that actually is a, is a great comparison. You know, there 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 is something about the how do you break the hard heart of somebody kind yeah. of uh, trope that has been played many times before. I just, the, I, I like that trope. I just, the, it's there's something about those kinds of stories that really speaks to me. I think it's because I, I like to believe that hope is more powerful than cynicism. Mm-hmm. I like to believe the idea that love is is more, you know, powerful than apathy. Um, and so there there's a real desire on my part for these kind of movies to be true. Uh, mm-hmm. and, um, and I think there are true examples in life obviously of that there are also true examples of the opposite so i know life is nuanced and different for everybody but i think the reason i invest and enjoy the in uh, these kind of movies is what they have to say about a worldview you know a, a positive optimistic worldview overall and i love the characters around him too i think they really embody that idea of just not taking no for an answer you know just kind of being like no we're gonna be neighbors 
you know, we're going to do neighbor stuff, you know, like that, that stuff in the kids stuff I thought was really, really good. Um, I, I just, you know, I, I enjoyed this movie quite a bit because I, I liked how it felt. I liked what it had to say. Yeah. Performances all around her. I thought were really good. Even Tom Hanks. Yeah. Yeah. Mariana Trevino, um, who plays uh, Marisol, the new neighbor, love her. Absolutely yeah. amazing. Her and uh, Manuel uh, Rufo, just that those two were just so funny. And that's what I, that's another great thing that they were able to uh, uh, take from the Swedish version, just because like the housing style there is so much different than it is here. Mm-hmm. They still made it feel like a, a close knit community, you know, like a, a Almost like a Sesame Street-ish neighborhood where everybody knows everybody mm-hmm. and everything you need, like a grocery store and everything's right there. Yeah. Um, I also like the fact that this is a story about, uh, what would you call it, a uh, uh, don't judge a book by its cover sort of a thing. Because you may think that this, uh, like from the outside, it's easy to think that this is just a, a grumpy, mean old man who doesn't feel anything. Mm-hmm. But when you really realize what's going on, you realize that he feels a lot. This is a man that is hurting. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes him like this. It's not, it's not meanness. It's just he, he has no way. He doesn't know any other way to unleash his, his inner pain. So we should also someone- mention the, uh, the, uh, the trigger warning. That this movie does deal with suicide. Yes, the movie does deal with suicide. So do do your. It's research actually the main in, thing in the movie. It, yes, it is. It is the main part of um, the movie uh, right from the beginning. Uh, there's also a I think worth mentioning the relationship with a friend who had a falling out, and mm. I thought that was really interesting. I think this movie is funny despite its yeah. tone. I there there are really the moment with the clown just slayed me i was i loved every second of that uh and and i think the reason is and it wasn't just that moment with the clown there are other moments in this movie as well where he's being persnickety about something Mm -hmm. and in every moment i'm like he's right he is right he's not saying something that's that's out of like you know when he's talking about this is how you should you know uh, keep the road clean or this is where the bike should go or you know yeah like, and in every moment i'm like he's not wrong guys like he's grumpy about it but he's not wrong and then i just realized i'm turning into the grumpy i was gonna say again, so. no it is so haunting watching a movie and seeing who you are like 50 years in the future mm-hmm. the person you're gonna be you're like oh my god that's me mm-hmm. oh no oh no i yeah. can see everything now that's me yes yes uh unfortunately it may be me now um it was just a, maybe a little bit more of a smile yeah uh so yeah i liked all that stuff and it really just kind of adds up to a fun watch for me i just i a fun good warm feeling watch uh despite how dark the premise and story uh, can be mm-hmm. so uh so yeah those are my thoughts i, I mean, still really recommend this one actually i'd recommend the original I hate I hate being one of those guys with the cliche. Oh, the original is better, but the original is better. Mm-hmm. But this is good. Yeah. So if you if you're one of those people who really hate like subtitles or watching dubbed movies, yeah, this is a good movie, and it'll get give you the same emotions, just maybe not to the same extreme. You know, it's interesting. We were for uh for our Sif Pop members in the members only pre show. Um, we were talking about. 
a lot of like uh, what might get nominated for best picture and just kind of going mm. down like the top 30 movies that might get nominated for best picture. And it was kind of a fun uh, conversation. But we started talking about Living, which is the Bill Nighy movie. Uh, you know, that is v- similarly to this about an old man who has a breakthrough and also based on a foreign film. It's based on uh, uh, Akiro, um, Kurosawa's Akiro. So uh, it's it's interesting that uh, both of these movies happened in the same year and both are kind of in the awards buzz conversation. So um, it'll be 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 interesting. Um, <laughs> I wonder at what point we will stop remaking foreign films and just start watching foreign films. I wonder. This movie's not that old. I think it came out 2015, 16. So it's well, they it's- remade Force Majeure like. Two years later, like it's it's, it's true. One of those weird things. Um, I wonder if they do that in other countries, and we just don't know about it. Like, <laughs> what if there's a French version of Die Hard or something like that? Or I I can almost guarantee you, there's a French version of Die Hard. There's almost every version of Die Hard. Um, uh, so. All right, maybe that was a bad example. Maybe <laughs> maybe maybe a French version of Arrival. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, there's a Christmas version of Die Hard in theaters right now. Uh, so you can is it just Die now. Hard? No, it's Violent Night. Uh, so oh yeah, Die Hard meets Home Alone, basically. Um, so yeah, nice. Uh, all right, that is a band called Auto. Do you have uh, one last thing? Andrew? No post credit scene. Nope, I didn't notice one either. All right, before we move on to our best ever challenge, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, and even one extra thank you to our amazing. Sif Pop members. As mentioned, we do extra content uh, for you as a Sif Pop member, and you kind of keep this thing going, keep the website going, keep the podcast going, and we really, really appreciate it. If you're interested in finding out all the details, you can go to Patreon, patreon.com slash Pop, and check out all the stuff there. And uh, and just a big thank you for even going and looking. Uh, we appreciate it. It means the world to us, and we will uh, continue to give you some fun extra stuff. Um, as appreciation. So again, it is patreon.com slash SIFPOP. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, Visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. All right, let's move into the best ever challenge. Let's do it. I'm Uh, ready. 
best ever doll movies. Uh, movies that feature a doll in one way or another. Yeah. I found How you four, feel about this I found, topic? I found four really, really good movies. <laughs> and then I have one more. <laughs> I found four really, really good movies, and they're all in the same franchise. Uh, so let's start at number five. We will work our way uh, up our list. If you have it higher, feel free to, uh, to do that. And uh, we'll talk about it when it gets to your list. Andrew, kick us off. What is your number five? I'm going to have to send you a whole bunch of sound bites of just different ways of me saying Trump. Just so you getting tired people- of that one already? No, I'm not saying I'm getting tired of it. I just we Some people like variety is all I'm saying. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Number five, I have Saw. Nice. I do yeah. not have Saw. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, Aaron. I figured I found, it would be on your list. Aaron, I found four really good movies, mm-hmm. and then I had another one, and that other one was Saw. Now, having nice. said that, the first Saw is a pretty decent movie. I think that Carrie Elwes is great. Danny Glover is awesome. And it's not... It's a violent movie, but I don't think that uh, it's a, it's not the torture porn that the Saw franchise turned into. Sure. It's actually kind of a... Uh, kind of a how are you going to get out of this kind of like a uh, escape room sort of a thing mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh, right, number five. I, I had at number five the 2011 uh winnie the pooh uh i had at number five this is a really good movie um it might be easily dismissed as just a kid's movie whatever but it is uh beautiful it's drawn very very well it's fun, it's interesting, and uh, I really enjoy this one. This hit my family when I had two boys kind of in the age range that might enjoy it and two that kind of outgrown it a little bit, but all four of them enjoyed watching this movie. So it's, you yeah. know, uh, kind of fun in that way. So um, I bet it feels amazing, like, watching your kids fall in love with the same things that you fell in yeah. love with when you were their age. Just like, yeah, there's some of me in you. You know, you yeah. you you love the same things I do. I yeah, they would have great. been uh, 12, 10, 8, and six when this came out, and that's they all perfectly great, right there. Yeah, they all they all four. Uh, we enjoyed watching this one together. So Winnie the Pooh comes in at my number five. Nice. What is your number four? I'm gonna go with Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Trump. Mm. I have it higher. Yes, than you, you do. do. Uh, my number four is Ted. I have Ted at number four. So. Interesting. Um, yeah, this movie's really funny. Uh, I am. Yeah, I'm gonna have to stop saying this because he's made more and more things that I do enjoy. Uh, I up Seth until funny. this this point uh, have not been a huge Seth MacFarlane uh, fan. This was one of his first things where I went, "Yeah, this is funny." You know, like I, yeah. I kind of get this, and uh, and there have been a few after that as well. Uh, the Orville. Uh, among the the top mm-hmm. of that list, but um, but yeah, I think this is a really funny movie. Is it crass? Mm-hmm. Yep, sure is. Uh, is it all the other things? Seth MacFarlane? Yes, yep, mm-hmm. sure is. But uh, but I did. I had a good time with this. I thought I was. I laughed. I laughed nice. a lot. So it came in at number four. All uh, right. What's your number three, Andrew? For the first Toy Story. The very first Toy Story. The very first Toy Story. Up. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, the good news is we can talk about Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio now hey! because that is uh, my number three. So uh, I had that uh, at number three. You had it at number four. Yep. I have um, no idea what picture that is down below us, but it's uh, some picture of Pinocchio. It's, it's, with, a, uh, it's a Pinocchio. It's, it is a picture of Pinocchio with yeah. uh, with woodpeckers on the nose. So yeah. So there you go. You know. What do you, what um, you yeah, we talked for? about this movie. What? Well, for us, it's been forever ago. Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> um, man, this movie is so good. It's so crazy to have this movie so high on my list of movies this year. I think it was like number six. Mm-hmm. And the other Pinocchio, the Disney Pinocchio, is my least favorite movie of the year. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy to have the same story told two different ways and have two completely different reactions. It's, mm-hmm. it's mind-blowing how you know, the art of storytelling can affect you. It really is. What's my favorite part about this telling of Pinocchio is it's a genuine focus on Geppetto. Like this should have been the focus of this story all along. And, you know, is a real mistake in my opinion for the original Pinocchio in the live remake of the Pinocchio is that I I get that it's his name is the title, but it's really not about Pinocchio. It's about Geppetto. Yeah. And the darkness that he's experiencing in, does Pinocchio grow? Does Pinocchio have an evolution? Of course he does. And of course it's kind of about his journey to become a boy. But that journey has so much more to do emotionally with Geppetto than it does uh, Pinocchio. So I think A Man Called Otto is like a close enough to a Geppetto story, you know? Sure. A man trying to move on from grief. It may mm-hmm. not be from losing a child, but you know. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I highly recommend this one. Yeah. Uh, beyond the story, beyond the the amazing story work, the amazing technical work on on this movie is also worth mentioning. It's just stunning the the stop motion effort they put into this movie. So well done yeah. to everybody. Nice. Uh, uh, that so was your number, number three. That's my number well, three. So yeah. your number two. This is where I have Team America: World Police. I wonder if you have that on there. Yeah, I did. Yeah, one of the funniest movies ever made. The highest LPM of any movie ever. Mm-hmm. LPM laughs per minute. Mm. Yeah. Um, the songs are hilarious. Matt Stone, Trey Parker, they they got my number, man. Yeah, there's something really smart about the way they do comedy. Um, it seems lowest common denominator, because it is. A lot of it is kind of low common denominator stuff. But it's done in such a clever interesting way that there's some brilliance to it too it's like it's smart dumb you know what i mean it's yeah. just like it's it's really interesting so uh team america is incredible satire it's also hilarious puppetry work um it's yeah it's it's worth mentioning for sure didn't make my list but worth mentioning nice uh, your number two my number two is big hero six uh in at number mm. two uh, i'm counting baymax as um as a doll Go for uh, it. So uh, I, that's probably out of line for some, but uh, but you know he starts as like a toy, right? He starts as like a medical assistant toy. Uh, yeah. So uh, I really love this movie. I love everything about the art direction, the story. Um, it's really cool. It's fun to watch. Um, Big Hero Six is is one of my faves. I'm surprised. I think there's a TV show, but I'm still surprised we haven't seen more from this universe because I think it would be interesting. Exactly. I wonder if. Betamax will ever be in the MCU. <laughs> Baymax. Baymax. Yeah. Uh, what do you got for your number one? 
Sex dolls are dolls too, Aaron. So I'm they going sure with are. Lars and the Real Girl. I had it in my honorable mentions. I definitely had it in my honorable mentions. This is it's in my top hundred movies of all time. It's oh, that's right. I forget that you love this movie. I absolutely. Think it's good, but yeah, it's <laughs> this is like I'm sure you have movies that you keep you know locked up just for this situation. Whenever you hear somebody say, "Oh, Hollywood doesn't nothing's new anymore. There's no mm-hmm. unique stories anymore." This is one I go, "Oh, you want a unique story, huh? How about you go watch <laughs> Ryan Gosling fall in love with a sex doll and." thinks that she's a real woman uh-huh. and then the entire town has to make believe that she is too for his th- as part of his therapy mm-hmm. this movie is great it is ryan gosling in a role you will never see him in again mm-hmm. this this was a in 2007 is whenever this movie came out it was the year that uh, daniel day lewis won for there will be blood which I consider the greatest performance by any actor of all time. Mm-hmm. And after he gave the acceptance speech, you know, actors go backstage and they'd have like a little press screener and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, somebody asked him um, if you could give this award to anybody else, who would you have given it to? And like, without even like skipping a beat, he said, Ryan Gosling for Lars and the Real Girl. He said, nobody's seen that movie, but I think that his performance in that movie is profound. And I think it's, yeah, it's such a beautiful, beautiful, funny, uncomfortable movie. I love everything about it. Yeah, Lars and the Real Girl. Uh, definitely had it my honorable mentions. Yeah. Uh, that brings us to number one. Uh, no surprise here. I have Toy Story at number one. Yep. Uh, and if I had decided to use all the Toy Story movies, they probably would have been <laughs> the top four. Yeah. Uh, that's actually not true. Um, Big Hero Six probably would have been in there somewhere, but uh, but yeah, these movies have clearly had an impact um, on so many things. This movie specifically launched a trillion dollar industry. I don't know, like how many how, how much, much money is have, Pixar worth? <laughs> no, no, not Pixar. I'm just talking like computer generated animation, like you know, oh. the, showed it could be done in how many. You know, billions and billions of dollars have been made on, um, you know, digital animation uh, because Toy Story led the way. It's also an incredible story, incredible performances. It's funny. It's meaningful. um, It's it's an it's a great film. Yeah. We Uh, talk about groundbreaking movies all the time like that. Push the bounds of what cinema can be like Jurassic Mm -hmm. Park or Avatar or Wizard of Oz or any of those. Yeah. Toy Mm -hmm. Story is one hundred. It probably be on the Mount Rushmore of that list of movies. I think so. I, I've actually the topic that I've I've talked about it with is a topic called seismic movies. The mm-hmm. idea of you know movies where n- the the landscape was not the same afterwards. Like it just yeah. was not the same afterwards. Citizen and Toy Kane, Story is really high on Toy that Story. list. Um. So. So yeah. Uh. Yeah. Toy Story. Um. What have I? What What's left to say that I haven't said before? Probably not much. It's Toy Story, people. It's yep. yeah. Uh, did you have any honorable mentions other than the five you found? Aaron, my number five was Saw. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for the reminder. No. Uh, I appreciate that. Uh, I thought of uh, Welcome to Marwin, uh, which isn't a great movie. I haven't but maybe, seen it, but maybe that's why I haven't seen it is because everybody's like, eh, it, is, it wasn't. And they're not wrong. It, it is, it's not spectacular, but I think it might be worth a watch. Okay. Um, so, if it's then, on, I'll watch it. Uh, I mentioned AI. I'm um, not a huge fan of AI, but um, but the bear definitely plays a, a large role in it. Oh, yeah, and the bear. I thought you were actually talking about the kid. I'm like, yeah. 
It works. I mean, yeah. it, it could work, I guess. You could open up a whole can of worms with that. I could have been like... Uh, Ex Machina. Ex Machina. It's, like, <laughs> it's technically a doll. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I was going with the teddy bear. I was going with the teddy bear. Yeah. Uh, in Small Soldiers, uh, I thought was uh, worth mentioning That's as a well. fun movie. That Small is a fun Soldiers. movie, so uh, you might want to watch it. Well, there you go. There's our best ever doll movies. We're just cooking right along, Andrew. Yeah. Uh, already here to the buried treasure. Let's we'll slow down week. to get that uh, time yeah. in for people. And uh, Burry <laughs> welcome to Drunk Sift Which, FYI, everybody, I have been backlogging a whole bunch of Drunk Sift Pops. Drunk Sift Pops? Yeah. <laughs> nice. So uh, maybe maybe since we're we're uh, running a little ahead of schedule, I will just say this uh, and let you know as we're looking ahead. Next mm. week, I will be at the Critics' Choice Awards. I encourage you to watch. Uh, it'll be on the CW. Uh, it is Sunday night, uh, which I believe is the 15th, if I'm correct. Sunday the 15th. I believe um, you are correct because, yes, you are right, the 15th. If you want to check that out. Uh, and so for next week's episode, uh, I think I'm actually going to just do a solo Sif Swift where I just fill out my... Uh, final ballot for the awards live. So just kind of talk through uh, the different categories and what I'm voting for. And then um, that'll be able to be compared to what actually wins, which by the way is very rarely the same uh, because I'm not the one who gets to choose. I'm just well, one I of mean, many who gets to choose. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say you technically help choose. So I, like. I am one of a few hundred that get to choose. Uh so in the in the chat, Stuart is asking if there are streaming options for the Critics Choice. I believe it is free to stream on the CW app. Uh so yes. um you can possibly get it there. Uh, but we're going to have a good time. And so, yeah, so I'll be doing that next week and just kind of walking through the ballot, going through uh, all the different choices. I don't know. I just thought maybe that'd be a fun way to kind of approach Critics' Choice Awards. Then the week, the two weeks after that will be our Sifties, uh, our Sif Pop Movie Awards. Um, so that takes place in two parts and uh, will take place for the next two weeks. And then we will start catching up on movies that maybe we missed in the meantime. So nice. Um, so yeah, it's going to be a fun rest of the month. So also tune into sifpop.com. A lot of fun sifty stuff going there. They have fun categories that we don't have on the, the podcast um, that you might find interesting. Uh, best vocal performance they do an award for and some different things as well. So uh, yeah, check that out at sifpop.com. All right, we can get into uh, our buried treasure now. Andrew, um, actually, I'll go first. I'll go first. Do it. I'm going first most of the show. Um, hey, I did, hey, you, I, you pick the orders, not me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't blame. <laughs> I wasn't blaming. Can you imagine if I was? I was like, you've been you've been <laughs> stealing that first part the entire show, Andrew. I'm just going to take this one. Uh I was going to do Violent Night, which I mentioned uh, mm. a little bit ago, because I do think it is worth uh, a watch. I didn't love it, but it's you know it's just so it's very much Home Alone and Die Hard, yeah, um, with Santa Claus, uh, or like an R-rated Home Alone, you know, kind of thing. Um, but I decided instead to talk about Mythic Quest again uh, because the new season is out and um, it's on Apple TV Plus. And man, do I love this show. It's one of my favorite TV shows right now. I think this cast 
is one of my favorite comedy casts. Um, they just work so well together. Uh, the The situations they're put in are great. Um, every one of them is is hilarious to me. So, so yeah, check out Mythic Quest season three. Season three, man, yeah. I'm behind. I've yes, only seen the first season. Well, then you've missed some fun stuff, my friend. Probably you missed some fun stuff. I remember all I remember from the first season. Well, I remember that I love the show, obviously. But one of my favorite episodes was the one that didn't even seem like it was like like tied in until the very end when you realize mm-hmm. that it's just the people who had the building before them. Yeah, it was one, one of my those favorite every episodes. Season. Is there? There's yeah. There's one of those every season that's just kind of separate, but kind of in the world. And yeah. a little more artistic with some guest stars and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So that's, that's a fun thing the show does. Okay. Well, now I know what I got to get caught up on. There you go. A little MQ. Nice. Uh, what about you, Andrew? What is your buried treasure? I'm also going with a show. Mine's on Paramount Plus. Tulsa King, Sylvester Stallone, uh, Martin Starr, and several other amazing actors. Yeah. Uh, this is a Taylor Sheridan uh, uh uh, show so if you I, like isn't every show on television a Taylor was, every Sh- show Sheridan on shows. paramount at least is a taylor sheridan show um i love that guy he's he is he is such a prolific storyteller yeah. he is so good and this this show is it's the sopranos if the sopranos took place in the ozarks or close enough to it you know it's it's a role that i've never seen sylvester stallone in before where, yeah, we've seen him do, like, uh, action movies, obviously, where he's, you know, like, punch through people with craziness. But this is, like, he's a genuinely, like, creepy, evilish guy. It's interesting seeing him take on that role. Um, the story is fascinating about a mobster who went to prison for 25 years. Mm-hmm. And as soon as he gets sent out, the uh, mafia sends him to Tulsa to start a new... Uh, uh, a new source of revenue for him, and it's him taking over Tulsa. So, yeah, it's really good. It's funny, and uh, it's captivating. So if you have Paramount+, Plus, like if you're watching Yellowstone or 1923 or any of those, you definitely need to check out Tulsa King, too. There you go. Tulsa King. I have not checked it out. Uh, yeah, I think the, the-, season, the first season finale airs this coming weekend. So. I'm kind of – it's terrible. There's so much great TV. I'm kind of purposefully not watching any Taylor Sheridan shows because I'm like, I know they're going to suck me in, and I yeah. just don't have time to pick up another show. So but Aaron, the circle's back. That's, that's what I'm saying. How yeah. can I watch Tulsa King when the circle is back? Um, yeah. So yeah. That was going to be my buried treasure, but there's not it's enough so episodes out, out yet. Yeah, I think there's eight. I think they there's eight out now. Like they release like three or so every Wednesday. Um, yeah. So yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, our buried treasure: uh, Tulsa King on Paramount Plus, Mythic Quest on Apple TV Plus, The Circle on Netflix, Violent Night in theaters. <laughs> all, Everything. All of the above. Uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, Singing in the rain. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> We did it, Andrew. We did yeah, a podcast. Did. Uh, congratulations uh, to these grumpy old men for making it happen uh, one more time. Are you a Ford guy or are you a Chevy guy, Aaron? <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, I, this is so Toyota. weird. That was actually a thing, man. That was like... Oh, it yes. Was, it was like you could not... 
if you were a Chevy person, you couldn't, you know, drive a Ford. And if you were a Ford person, you couldn't drive. Like, it is wild to me uh, that that was actually a thing. Um, they, they have that in the uh, the original one, too, except it's Saab and Volvo. <laughs> nice. And then at the very end, instead of Toyota, it's a Citroen. And the yeah, same thing, he just walks away in disgust. I'm like, this That's is, awesome. I have know people like this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much for joining us today for Sip Pop. It is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. You can find out more about other shows on the network at studiodna.media or by searching Studio DNA in your podcast player. Huge thanks to Andrew for hanging out again today. Thank you, buddy. Uh, Big thanks to producer Phil for producing the audio and video show. Thanks, Phil. Uh, much love and gratitude to our Sif Pop members Woo. for giving monthly to make Sif Pop a real thing. Support starts at three bucks a month. You can check all that out at patreon.com slash Sif Pop. Lots of ways to connect with the podcast. You can leave a comment, a rating, or a review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. You can also email us, feedback at sifpop.com. And finally, if you're having a good time, your movie-loving friends will probably like the show, too. So make sure you let them know about it and that listening is much easier than driving a screwdriver through solid metal with the arm strength of a nine-year-old. We will be back next week with, uh, as I mentioned, a little bit of a sift swift for the Critics' Choice Awards ballot. And uh, we'll see you then. Bye. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.